And we are live. Welcome to the process. It is Tuesday, January 23rd. I am Josh Engelman here to break down a five game NBA slate coming off of just pure ridiculousness. What an absolutely insane day we got yesterday. Whether that's Joel Embiid going for 105 DK points. How about this? Carl Anthony Towns scored 62 real points last night. 62. That's the fourth best score on DraftKings and the sixth best score on FanDuel. How is that possible? Also, shout out to Eric Lindquist picking up the dub last night. Bit of a chop. Uh, We got a little chalky throughout the day as we started picking up these value plays. So Eric chopped, but picked up the dub nonetheless, which was good to see, especially coming off of the deeper dive last night. But yeah, insane. 70 points, 18 boards and five assists for Joel Embiid last night. Luka rolls in 81 and a half DraftKings points. Giannis puts up 79.75 and really couldn't be more meaningless that he did it. It's kind of bonkers. Jaron Jackson had six steals, I believe, in the first quarter. I could be wrong. Correct me on that. But Quite early, at the very least. Just a truly insane day on the basketball streets. And now we're here to break it all down again. Just nuts. Just nuts. Truly nuts day. So we're here now, breaking down today's five-gamer. Should be fun. Hit the like button if you haven't done it yet. Subscribe to the channel. Hit the notification bell so you know when everything goes live. Follow me on Twitter, at Josh Engelman. Hope everybody else had a successful day. It was good to see. It was kind of cool, man. Embiid just going crazy and then kept going crazy. And then today we roll in. Denver's got a date with Indiana and it's just like, man, it'd be really cool if Nikola Jokic just wanted to do that. But he also doesn't strike me as the type of person that's going to care that everybody did it yesterday. We're here now. Just not. It was just nuts. It was truly, truly a bonkers Bonkers day. I mean, we had four dudes score 70 fantasy points. Durant, Tatum, Towns, and Giannis. Luka got to 80 and Embiid cracked 100. That is... That's just wild. It's just wild. Lots of minutes to those top guys, except for Embiid, who only went 36 and a half, but 40 to Luka, 36 to Giannis, 38 to Towns, 41 to Tatum, 41 to Durant. Uh, DeJounte Murray played 40 minutes. He scored 60. Scotty Barnes played 41 minutes. He scored 60. Kobe White played 41 minutes. He was just shy of 60. Donovan Mitchell dropped 57 and three quarters in 30 minutes because that game was an absolute blowout. We did get Wendell Carter Jr. probably playing like real minutes, but because that game got out of hand, it was insane. <sighs> just nuts, man. Just nuts. There's like things that I talked about earlier in the day. Like, oh, I liked Vince Williams. He had 39 and a half fantasy points. It's just like you don't even notice it from yesterday. It's just, it's not even on the radar. I had a big stand on quickly, 10 assists. That went well. Couldn't buy a bucket, played 37 minutes. Ugh, just crazy. Jaden Ivey was a bust. That was my big, like, guy I had too much of. That was a shame. But, I mean, To anybody that took the under on, like, Joel Embiid's PRA, it was 
93 <laughs> yesterday, which is really funny to think about. I lost both my prize picks plays. I had Giannis, who uh, still barely, like, I mean, 58, like, obviously it lost, but could have been worse. What a day. What a day. Fun stuff. Now. I think it's time to just talk some basketball. We got five games to break down. Seven o'clock start, a 7.30, two eights, and a 10. Let's just get in on it. So, congratulations to any other people that picked up dubs last night. I saw Eric's this morning. It was great to see. So, cheers to him. Cheers to everybody else. Rise and grind, everybody. Coffee's here. Let's do it. Cheers. Mm. Oh, going to be a good one. All right, let's get into it. First game up on the docket for today. We've got the Denver Nuggets, four-point favorites in Indiana, 243 total. This is the highest total on today's slate. Uh, gets as low as the next game, the Battle of New York, Knicks and Nets, 223 in that one. But as we look at Denver and as we look at the injury report, Aaron Gordon is probable. Michael Porter Jr. is probable. Julian Strother is out. That's really all that we're worried about in this kind of spot. So not too much to change. I'm going to just take a quick peek at this rotation, make sure everything looks okay, but I don't think we have a ton of changes to make. I've got 34 minutes in for Jokic. I'm going to bump that up to 35 And we're going to... I've got Aaron Gordon in for 33. I think I'm okay with that. It seems fine. DeAndre Jordan backup center minutes. 33 for Jamal Murray is probably a little late. light. He's been playing a little bit more. Let's get him up to 35. We're getting there. Take Christian Brown out. Take Peyton Watson out. We got MPJ in for 33. I'm okay with that. So let's just finish off the rest of this rotation. 33 for KCP. That can probably be 34. So I have 37 minutes left over for Christian Brown, for Peyton Watson. Because I'm all right with Reggie Jackson. So let's get Christian Brown in for 18. We get Peyton Watson in for 16. And then I'm just going to hide three more minutes. Doesn't really matter where they go. Zeke Naji can hold them for right now. We'll take a look at rates after we project the Indiana side. Pacers, I'm sure. Oh, great. Here we go again. So Halliburton, questionable. Isaiah Jackson, questionable. Andrew Nemhard, questionable. So technically, we are going to be projecting these guys at full strength. Now, I have not projected Indiana since uh, Pascal Siakam has gotten there. So he's played two games. I haven't even seen their rotations. You know, their first game that they played was the 19th. So that would have been, let's see, 22nd was Monday, 21st, 20. Yeah, so Friday. So traveling Friday, then traveling Sunday. I have not seen their rotations yet. So we are going to build this bad boy from scratch. And I'm also going to kill 
rates, except for uh, McConnell's, or sorry, uh, we'll have to make some edits to like assist rates and stuff, but let's get this projected out. And I guess we're going to have to base that on the 19th is going to be more important than the 21st. 21st didn't have Nemhard, or did have Nemhard, but didn't have Halliburton. We want the one that had Halliburton. So let's grab that box score from the 19th. And as we do that, it was Indiana taking on Portland. They lost by three in the Siakam debut. We got Halliburton, Heald, Neesmith, Siakam, Turner, which is the lineup that I was expecting to get. So we're going to pop Miles Turner in for 28 minutes. I think we're going to pop Pascal Siakam in for 34, which is what he played in that game. That feels about right. I think we're going to get Tyrese Halliburton in for 33. I mean, he played 35, so now I'm going 34 to Halliburton. I think that's what we see, particularly in this kind of matchup. Uh, I want to go full bore. Then we get Buddy Heald. Heald played standard rotation first half, had a staggered rotation in the second half, played 36 minutes. Now, that game was without Andrew Nemhard, but even still, we're, we're expecting a pretty big... Rotation out of Buddy Heald. Now, it didn't work out that way last time, but he still played 31 minutes. I'm going 30 to Buddy Heald. That might end up being a little lofty, but I think it's going to be okay. And then we get Neesmith. Neesmith didn't have any real foul trouble, just weird rotations. Played 28 minutes in the game with Halliburton. Played 26 minutes in the game without him. Plays about 26 or 27 every night. I'm going to go 27. All right. So now all we got to do is fill out the rest of these guys. That's where it gets a little tricky. So... Isaiah Jackson didn't play either of those games. I'm going to assume that he was just unable to play because of that concussion, but I got to double check it. So that's going to be 1, 21, 24, Pacers, box score, ESPN. So, yeah. Is Isaiah Jackson a part of this rotation any longer? That is the tricky question. Because they went basically straight. Well, they went Jalen Smith straight back up in the non-Halliburton game. In the Halliburton game, when Turner was off, Jalen Smith was the direct backup. Turner played 34. Jalen Smith played 14. The question becomes, who is the backup center? Is it Isaiah Jackson or is it Jalen Smith? I assume it is going to continue to be Jalen Smith. But don't be surprised if Isaiah Jackson just pops up in there. Just seems like Smith fits better alongside Siakam, and then you don't have to really worry about how you stagger those guys. We got to get Obi Toppin in for his rotations. He continued to play. Played 11 minutes in the Halliburton game, played 26 and closed in the non-Halliburton game. Uh, 
I don't know, 16, uh, the other 16 minutes at the four seems about right. Now, I assume we get Nemhard and we don't get TJ McConnell. That is going to be, that's a guess for me. I don't know that to be the a fact at this point. But I think we can get Nemhard up to like 22 minutes. And then we can get Mather in to 24. Play 23 and 14. So that leaves me seven off of a nine-man rotation. I will hide those minutes on TJ McConnell. Now, rates are going to be pretty difficult. We're going to have to use the betting markets a little bit for this one, if it exists. So I'm going to take a look at the props for the Indiana side, if we have them. Uh, with Halliburton having a cue, it's possible we don't. So the only guys that we have are Halliburton and Miles Turner, which is kind of weird. You would expect Pascal Siakam to still make it into that one, but he didn't. So, if we get Halliburton, his points prop is currently sitting at about 20. I got him at 20 and a half, so I'm actually okay with that. We The other one is Miles Turner. And that's going to be 16 and a half to the under, so about 16. I'm actually okay with that. So... The only question I have, then, is Pascal Siakam's usage rate. Just out of curiosity, what is it so far? Played two games, 64 minutes, 22.5% usage rate. I'm just going to leave it here. Call it 19.5. I'm not going to make any tweaks until we have a better idea of who's going to be in for this team. So we might have some value. We can look at the rates for Denver. I don't expect to make any changes, but there's with a five-game slate, there's no reason to not check it. Aaron Gordon's points prop is 15. That's exactly where I'm at. Murray's is 25. That's exactly where I'm at. KCP is at 9. I'm there. MPJ is at 17. I'm there. Jokic at 28. Perfect. Reggie Jackson, 8.5 to 9. A little heavy on Reggie Jackson, but I think we'll be able to make it with that with no problems. So... Only other one I want to look at is going to be Jokic assists and Jokic rebounds. Jokic assists should be around 9. I got it at 8.7. Jokic rebounds are at 11.5 to the over. I got 11.2. That will work. So let's evaluate game number one. For the Nuggets. I mean, Jokic 11-2 does stand out. I got him in at 1.7 fantasy points per minute for this spot. 28% usage, 40% assist rate, 20% rebounding rate, 28, 11, and 9. And that just feels like pedestrian coming off of yesterday. I like Jamal Murray for 8,400. I mean, this matchup is fantastic. Pacers 27th in defensive rating, 4th in pace. Offense is already outstanding, and they've added Pascal Siakam and swapped that out for Bruce Brown. So the offense can only, like, that will continue to look good. The defense should be fine, slightly better. I think we're looking at Jokic and Murray first. Aaron Gordon next. 5,900. Power forward only. Then I think you get to MPJ and then Reggie Jackson if you need to at 4,100. 
On the indie side, now obviously we got a lot of questionable tags here. I think Miles Turner for 6,400 stands out, uh, but we know that we're going to have a million centers, so I don't think that's going to be too crazy to think about. He's just going to be an interesting play. The problem is the fact that while Denver gets the awesome part of this matchup, Indy gets the shit part of it. Denver 29th in pace. We're talking about teams that differ by six full possessions. That's a lot. So Indy actually loses three and a half possessions below their average just by facing Denver. You know, 9,700 for Halliburton. I will not have an issue at all getting there. What was his assist prop? I assume it's there. 12 and a half. Okay, so I do have to move. Halliburton's going to look good. I have him at 10 assists. That number very clearly is too low if the prop is 12 and a half right now. So I need to bump up Halliburton's assist rate, it seems, in a pretty big way. So let's get games where Tyrese Halliburton played. Let's say Halliburton started. We'll say Heald started, Miles Turner started. And I'm going to say Bruce Brown off. Because I think that actually will affect an assist rate to a degree. So as we look at this, I think you guys can kind of see what I have on the screen. I hope that helps at least a little bit. I can't make it like bigger or anything. That it, It'll change the di dimensions. But Halliburton's played... Halliburton, Heald, and Turner have started 15 games together and then have had Bruce Brown off in that time... I have Halliburton's assist rate exactly where I would want it to be, which is underselling him in a big, big way. I also have a sneeze buried. Bingo. We're in good shape. Uh, Coach Chris, you are uh, very not correct with that assessment. I very much disagree. How can I bump up this assist rate? I wonder what... I wonder what the impediment for that is. Let's just say games where Tyrese Halliburton started. And let's just say we don't have TJ McConnell, Bruce Brown, or Andrew Nemhard on the floor with him. In that case, it jumps to 16. So it's just, it's holding there on a possession basis. That's interesting. Like, I don't, I can't figure out what I would need to do to truly adjust this assist rate. Unless it's just a thought process of him even handling the ball more with Siakam here and having another play finisher. I'm going to take it up one more notch, but I can't go much higher than that. I think it's a bit of a scaling issue, too. I wonder if... Do I need to bring someone else down? 
Like Nemhard. Is the problem that like I ha I'm allocating too many assists to other people? Nemhard, nope. It's not a Nemhard issue. You know, in theory, it can be a Pascal Siakam issue. I, I got to live with this right now. I, I mean, I still have Halliburton projected for a double-double. But I'm going to go Turner and Halliburton at the top. $7,800 Siakam. Certainly, I have some interest, but we've got some ambiguity in his minutes, and this is a difficult matchup. And then $4,700 for Neesmith. Looks like a solid enough value for right now. You can get to healed. You can get to Jalen Smith. That's about the extent of it. But, yeah. But, we got it on the screen right now. Check out the Darko rates. Tyrese Halliburton has a plus 2.4 overall talent. Siakam at plus 2. So, Chris, I think you're underselling Pascal Siakam quite a bit. Uh, you're underselling Miles Turner for sure. The team is plus 0.6 net rating, and now they have made a four or five win upgrade by getting Siakam. And to think they won't be good in the future, why won't this team be good in the future? Tyrese Halliburton is young. Pascal Siakam is in his prime. Miles Turner is locked up to a great deal. Aaron Neesmith is locked up to a great deal. They have tons of picks coming up in the future. They haven't, other than encumbering their 2026, they have plenty of future assets to go out and make moves and grab somebody else if they want to. Um, I love the bones of the Indiana Pacers team. I mean, they're deep. They're coached well. Uh, th this is a... Like, if you told me they're the fourth best team in the East, I think that's a very realistic output. Right, that's just me. Right now, based on dunks and threes... One, two, three, four, five, six. So they're projected, best case scenario, seven seed. Although six is basically just as equal as eight. Still have shots at five. You know, they're basically projected to tie Orlando at 44 wins. And that's underselling them because of the Pascal Siakam trade. You know, I think they're pretty comparable to, like, the Knicks. I mean, let's just say it like this. Uh, Chris, they will absolutely 100% not trade Miles Turner. Miles Turner is the reason you get Pascal Siakam. Pascal Siakam, not a great three-point shooter. Miles Turner can space the floor and allow Pascal Siakam to be in the places that he wants to be. Miles Turner is like the perfect center pairing for Pascal Siakam. Perfect. They, they, they could not replace him with someone better unless they were replacing him with like Joel Embiid or Nikola Jokic. But stylistically, they got the center that they need alongside Pascal Siakam. 100%. And for Halliburton, I might add. Yeah, like, 
I'd say the Pacers are about as good as the Knicks now. I mean, like, let's be realistic here. I would rather have Tyrese Halliburton and Pascal Siakam than Jalen Brunson and Julius Randle. Cleveland is on the precipice of not looking the way that they look. Like, that is a team that very well could not have Donovan Mitchell in the future. That'll be a team that Indiana is better than. Are they going to be better than Boston, Philly, or Milwaukee? No, but, like, you know, most teams aren't. Those teams also have Embiid and Giannis and Jason Tatum. That's high-level shit. Look, when push comes to shove in the NBA, you can pretty well rank most of these teams based on their stars. And uh, Halliburton Siakam 1-2 is... Pretty high level in the East. You can make a very realistic case. It's the fourth best duo in the East. Behind Boston, Philly, and Milwaukee. Maybe fifth. If you want to say Butler and Bam in the playoffs, but certainly not in the regular season. Although Miami obviously has been good this year. I love what Indiana's building. I think they're doing it well. They haven't mortgaged any future. They've got young talent locked down. Everyone will want... The interesting part here will be everyone will want to play with Halliburton if he's continuing to drop 12 assists a game and he's locked up and healthy. They will be able to fit a third like interesting dude in here. Their goal every year should be to get to, to host a playoff series. They are now in that position. To have Halliburton and Siakam locked up, that is as good of a start as you can ask for. And they're deep with real NBA players in the regular season. Like Jalen Smith is a quality backup. Buddy Heald is a quality shooting guard option. TJ McConnell can be a good backup in the regular season. Aaron Neesmith is a, you know, if we're talking about a guy that can play wing defense and shoot 40-something percent from three, that is incredibly valuable, and they locked him up to $11 million a year. Don't undersell Indy, man. I don't know when I became a Pacers stand, but apparently here we are. All right, let's get back into it. Game two, the Knicks taking on the Brooklyn Nets. Ooh, wrong view. There we go. First one up is the Knicks. Four and a half point favorites in Brooklyn, 223 total. I mean, no star is gonna want to go to Indiana, but that's that's an overarching problem that can never be corrected. They haven't done anything to stop anything from that happening. And they can still draft that kind of guy. They haven't mortgaged their draft assets. But they can trade for just about anybody in the league, and it wouldn't surprise me. Okay, let's get back to trying to figure out the Knicks. Hartenstein questionable. 
So I have him in. So we don't really need too many changes other than I got to get Josh Hart back in. On the Nets side, no Dayron Sharp. That's the only one that matters there. So this should be a pretty quick reprojection of this rotation. 34 to Hartenstein, 14 to Precious, 36 to Jalen Brunson, 36 to Julius Randle, 27 for Josh Hart. Backup point guard run to Miles McBride. DiVincenzo in for 25. Quentin Grimes in for 18. OG Ananobi in for 36. Two minutes left over. Doesn't matter who gets them. Congratulations, Jericho Sims. Biscuits, what's up, man? I don't have much to say for New York. Like, the rates don't move. The team's the same. The rotation's the same. Now, it'll be different if Isaiah Hartenstein doesn't play. But for now, we kind of know what we're doing there. Brooklyn, I'm sure, is a pain in the ass. Now, they have been running basically the same rotation for a pretty extended time since Dayron Sharp has been out. So I do feel pretty comfortable projecting these guys out. Last time Brooklyn played was the 21st. I do like having rotations up. So let's uh, let's grab this Brooklyn rotation. We start on the Nick Claxton side, and we immediately just give him 32 minutes. Trendon Watford was the backup last time out, played 12. I think we can go to 10. Actually, you know what? We could probably go to 12. We get Spencer Dinwiddie in for 30. 31. Thirty-one. Uh, we need Bridges, Johnson, and Dorian Finney-Smith. Yet, so let's get Dorian Finney-Smith in for a couple minutes at the five plus another twenty-four. We get Cam Johnson in for probably twenty-eight. We get Mikel Bridges in for thirty-seven. Cam Thomas off the bench, played 27. Seems to play about 27 every night. We can keep that. We get DSJ, backup point guard run. We get a chop of minutes between Royce O'Neal and Lonnie Walker. So let's get Lonnie Walker like 12. That gets me 16 on Royce O'Neal. That should be good enough. Can make a case that should be 18 and I cut Watford but I don't think that matters all that much rates aren't going to change this is the same rotation they've had for a bit so I actually feel pretty good about Brooklyn and New York let's look at it Knicks all right $8,600 Randall $8,700 Brunson I have Randall ahead of Brunson for right now I'd say Hartenstein and Ananobi are kind of linked up next not all that great of plays. Brooklyn, 25th in defensive rating. Or sorry, 25th in pace, 18th in defensive rating. So like an average-ish defense, but a slow team. That's not ideal. 114 implied total for the Knicks. Not all that great. So you're kind of just hoping for the stars. You're going to have a hard time grabbing the, the lower bench dudes. For Brooklyn, you know, you've got Claxton at 6,800. 
looking pretty similar to Miles Turner. So that dynamic is there. Dinwiddie for 5,600 is kind of something I want to look at. I want to take a look at his, uh, his props for right now. Make sure I'm not off on him. Because he's been at 0.86 DraftKings points per minute over the past 30 days. But I'm projecting him a little bit better than that. 13.5 points. So that works. Dinwiddie, 5.5 assists to the over. I have 5.5. So yeah, I don't feel bad about that Dinwiddie projection at all. I think he looks good. Bridges, as always. Uh, shooting guard, small forward, 7,500. By all means, you can always get to him, especially with that kind of flexibility. Is his points prop around 22? 21 and a half. That'll work. I think you could work in Cam Thomas, Cam Johnson. Not too much else. It's Bridges, Claxton, and Dinwiddie that you're looking to from Brooklyn. But not the best game that you can get to today. We go to Utah now. Six-point underdogs in New Orleans. 238 total. For Utah, nobody out. For New Orleans... Cody Zeller is available. So this is going to be what we normally get out of both of these teams, which actually should be pretty easy to evaluate. So we've got Utah in first. I do feel like I need to like re-project a little bit of this rotation. What did they do in their last game? When did they play? So they last played on the 20th. One point loss to Houston in OT. <clears throat> Interesting rotations there. They didn't close with John Collins. They didn't OT cut John Collins. Did he foul out? Nope, two fouls. All right, let's think about their rotation quickly. I think we go something like 24 to John Collins, 24 to Walker Kessler. I think we get Chris Dunn in for 21. I think we get Keontae George in for 19. And then we can get Colin Sexton in for 29. Follow that up with Jordan Clarkson in for 31. Man, I hate that off the bench, but... I think it just has to be that. We get Kelly Olenek in for 17. We get Laurie Markinen in for 33. Fontecchio plays 27. Akbaji plays 15. That was easy. That was easy. Yeah, Ken, Kessler did foul out, but he fouled out it with like, you know, two minute a minute left in OT. So I like that rotation for Utah. I don't expect to make a ton of changes here for New Orleans either. I'm interested to see what they do uh during the deadline because I know they're trying to they you know they're shopping like Herb Jones and stuff. So they have some decisions to make moving forward. Now, we need to move minutes around a little bit here for New Orleans. But nothing crazy. 
I actually don't mind what I have in here right now. I guess I just want to bump Jordan Hawkins, cut Dyson Daniels a little bit. And then maybe hide like, hide a minute on Alvarado. I don't really have any rate changes to make on the New Orleans side. I, I just dug into those guys recently. So I think we could also check out this one. Now for Utah, ooh, baby. It's calling Sexton season. I gave him 29 minutes, 6,200 point guard, shooting guard, 1.35 fantasy points per minute for Sexton over the past 30 days. I've got him at 1.2 for the game. Pelicans ninth in defensive rating, 15th in pace. So matchup is totally fine. But this Colin, I mean, for how Colin Sexton's playing as of late, since he's been, since they've made these changes, he's got close to a 30% assist rate. Very different for him in comparison to where he was previously. Really, really, really like Colin Sexton here. So I got him in for 21 real points and five assists. Let's check the points prop, make sure we're not crazy. 21 and a half is the prop. Nailed it. Assist rate, he's at four and a half. I got him at five. I don't mind being a little lofty there. So I'm I'm really liking Colin Sexton today. And I am I would be very happy to get to Laurie Markinen. 3,600 for Fontecchio is way too cheap. He's going to be a I would imagine a relatively popular value option. His points props eight and a half juice to the under. Like I have him at 9.3. So I might be heavy by a point, but still. 3,600 small forward, power forward, starting, playing 27 minutes a night. Is he a good per minute dude? No. 0.76 over the past 30 days. I'm more pessimistic than that for today. But if you're looking for value to try to pay up to something here, I mean, if we're trying to pay up to AD or other guys on the Clippers, since I know LeBron's out. But yeah, it's Sexton 1. It's Markinen and Fontecchio in that second spot, depending on what you need. I'd say Clarkson is probably the third guy you're looking for. And then after that, you can start to fill in with a Walker Kessler. You can, like, Collins is okay. Ish. I don't really have any other changes that I want to make. Maybe a bump to Chris Dunn's assist rate. Let me take a look at this. So the starting lineup: Dunn, Markinen, Collins, Sexton, Fontecchio. Since they've started up that new starting lineup. It's 12 games. They're 9-3. and three. Chris Dunn. Yeah, I got to give him a bit of an assist rate bump. So that looks good. Nerf Clarkson a little bit. Yeah, Sexton's rate looks fine. I don't have many other changes I want to make there. I feel pretty good here. I like Utah. I like Utah, but Colin Sexton's the prize. On the Pels side, it's kind of the same as it always is. You know, you want to play Zion, CJ, or Brandon Ingram, go for it. They all look basically the same. 
I would rank them Zion, CJ, BI, but, you know, Brandon Ingram is also the only guy that has the MPE and he has the best MPE. So, you know, that probably equalizes him to those guys. Hard to really want to choose any one specific dude out of that group. Herb Jones looks okay at 4,800. You're not really all that excited for the rest of the value. It's just like a really unappealing DFS team that you can, like, it's the same things you could always get to. We now go to Portland. Two touchdown underdogs in Oklahoma City. 235 total. I assume that their injury report is a pain. I hope the weather is not bad for DeAndre Ayton. Uh, I got to cut this entire rotation. I have no idea who's playing right now. So for Portland. Moses Brown out. Shaden Sharp out. Robert Williams out for OKC. Everything is their standard rotation. So who played the last time for Portland? They got beat by 24 against the Lakers. We got Simons, Brogdon, Grant, Walker, Ayton. Seems like we're going to get the same thing again today, right? So we're going to go and pop Anthony Simons in for 33. We're going to get Malcolm Brogdon, who played 32 and didn't even have to close. I mean, weird rotations. How many minutes were some of these guys going to play if they didn't get the shit kicked out of them? Weird to think about. I'm going to get Malcolm Brogdon in for 30. We're going to get Jeremy Grant in for 34. We're going to get Jabari Walker in for 26. Aiton started, played 22, could have closed. I think we're looking at like 28. Man, this is a tough team to project. This I'm really... Portland stinks, man. Really just uninterestingly awful team. So we got Dwap Reith as the... Direct backup until ultra garbage time. So I think we go like 18 there and hide two on Ibu Baji. What else do we need? So Kamaro was the next guy off the bench. He played 22 and change. I think we can kind of just slot him into 20. John, the, the the talking points there are that they're going to prioritize uh, Trey Murphy over him. And that he's the guy that they could actually get value for. I'm not saying I agree with it. Just FYI. Just that that was what I had seen.
right, who else are we missing here? So Scoot played 23. Seems like we kind of got to give him that kind of playing time. So, I don't know, 24 to Scoot. That leaves me 25 minutes for some combination of Matisse, Thibel, and someone. I guess I'm going to go to 31 on Brogdon. 14 to Thibel. That leaves me 10 minutes. Where the hell do I hide those? So they went to a nine-man rotation. Which is technically what I have in right now. But they're so likely to get destroyed that I'm going to split the rest of that time with five minutes to Chris Murray and five minutes to Ryan Rupert. Now, the only thing that I need to do is check on what DeAndre Ayton's usage rate is on the season. Because he's the only guy that I don't have anchored to anything. And then we can take a look at uh, OKC, which should be quick. Ayton has played 813 minutes on the year, 18.5% usage rate. Let's just say in games where Ayton starts... And Simon starts, which is probably like an oddly small sample. Eight games. Simons is at 28. So I'm gonna I gotta cut his usage rate down a lot. Grant in that time is at 23, so that's okay. I can pull Ryan Rupert's rates. I can pull Shaden Sharp's rate. Guessing Jabari Walker's usage is probably a little bit lower. Malcolm Brogdon in that time is a little bit lower as well. I am going to take a quick look at Portland points props just to see if my assumptions are good. Simon's at 21.5 points. Perfect. Jeremy Grant at 19.5. Perfect. Brogdon, 17. Looks like I'm a little light. We're okay there. Aiton, 11.5 to the over. We'll nerf him just a hair. Perfect. Perfect, perfect, perfect. I doubt we like anything from Portland anyway, so that's perfect. How old is DeAndre Ayton? He is 25. He'll be 26 shortly. Now, for OKC, Dort didn't play the last time that I projected OKC, so we are going to hop back into a new projection of rates. This shouldn't be all that difficult. We're going to go 34 to SGA. We're going to get Chet for 31. Jalen Williams for 33. Josh Giddy for 24. Lou Dort for 30. Now, the rest of the minutes. Usually pretty easy to deal with. We can get Misich in for 10. We'll get Isaiah Joe in for 19. We'll get Cason Wallace in for 18. Jalen Williams for 11. Kenrich Williams for 14. 
Aaron Wiggins for 14. And then, oh, I have two extra minutes to hide on another millionth dude for the Oklahoma City Thunder. Ooh. Don't besmirch the great name of Greg Oden right there. That's that, that one's that one hurts. Greg Oden was good. Greg Oden was actually good. Aiton, on the other hand. Alright. I don't think I have to move any rates, so I'm gonna take a quick look at props here. SGA 31 and a half real points, fine. Jalen Williams is at 19 and a half. That's fine. Chet, 17 and a half. Fine. Everything looks good here. That Ohio State team was amazing. I mean, Greg Oden was like, oh man. Greg Oden was what I thought Embiid was, is right now. Well, like, maybe not right now, but like what I thought Embiid was recently. That's how big of an Odin fan I was coming out. Like evolutionary Marcus Camby. All right, Portland. Like I said, two touchdown dogs in Oklahoma City. There's not much here. You can play Brogdon. You can play Simons. You can work your way into Grant or Ayton or Jabari Walker, maybe. I don't think so at 5,500. You are mostly staying away from Portland. This is about as bad of a spot as you can get for them. They are in a bad, bad way. And then for the Thunder, love Chet at 7,100. Love SGA at 10K. Love Jalen Williams at 6,700. Don't mind Dort. Don't mind Giddy. But the primary plays here are SGA, Jalen Williams, Chet Holmgren. I would like to have those guys show up in a big way. Center's loaded, as it usually is. Final game, late night hammer. Battle of Los Angeles, sort of. The Los Angeles Lakers taking on the LA Clippers. I actually got that one right and said it correctly. They are the LA Clippers, for those that don't know. The Lakers, though, going to look a little bit different tonight. Anthony Davis, probable. Jared Vanderbilt, probable. LeBron James, out. Let us gut the rates for this entire team. Because we know that this team is not the same when LeBron James isn't around. Now, LeBron, really not missing a lot of time this year. He missed on the 13th. That right there is the uh, the popcorn machine we need to look at. So, on the 13th, they played. They lost to Utah by seven. So... Let's think this one through. In that game, it was Russell, Reddish, Reeves, Prince, AD. Let's assume they go the same way. I'm going 34 to D'Angelo Russell. 
We're going 32 to Austin Reeves. I'm going 20 to Reddish. For right now. I think that he's going to soak up more than that. We get Torian Prince in for... 29. And then, I mean, we're going, what, 37 on AD? Now, I assume we get Christian Wood backing up at the five, playing about 18 minutes. I think we probably get something in that like 26 range for Rui. Played 18 in that one. Vandy played. Vandy played 22 in that one. His minutes just really don't move. So let's get 21 in for Vanderbilt. Uh, what, 20, it's 26? Does that sound better for Rui? Feels like you use Rui more than you use Cam Reddish in a matchup against, like, PG and, um, Kawhi, James Harden. Let's keep looking at this. So we still have 23 minutes to go. Uh, I do not expect Bryce to be better than Brownie. Yeah, not shooting well so far at USC. Defense looks good. Like, I don't know. He's also working himself back from that cardiac arrest. So I don't, I don't really know what to do. I want to, like, what the really interesting thing is about someone like Brownie is, like, he's clearly played against real dudes a lot. Like, he is obviously, all, like, he has been in high-level pickup with LeBron against other NBA guys. I'd like to know what that looks like. Hmm. So I guess we need Max Christie yet. He plays like 18 minutes. I think you're underselling Lonzo a little bit there too. Chris, the only thing that I'm really realizing is I think you're poor at evaluating basketball talent. <laughs> I mean... None of the recruiting rankings back up Bryce sniffing Brawny. And I don't mean that like uh, sniffing like 
our president. I mean, Bryce doesn't look athletic. And I know what that sounds like, but he doesn't, it doesn't look natural to him. Five minutes left over. Does anybody else ever see the floor? I guess I could hide him on Jackson Hayes. I think I'm okay with this. So now we need to start figuring out rates. We really haven't had enough games with LeBron, like, not available. So we're going to go LeBron off. And then we'll add one where... Who are the main guys we need to deal with? AD, Russell, Reeves... I'm going to say at least two of those guys on. Yeah, again, Char Bryce James is not being highly touted. Just that is that 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 just doesn't appear to be the case anywhere. He did get an offer from Duquesne, though. Going to go out on a limb and say he doesn't take that one. Okay, LeBron off at least two of AD, D'Angelo Russell, and Austin Reeves on the floor. In that time, AD has a 28.5% usage rate. I will lock that in. Reeves, in the 400 minutes he's done this, 21.5% usage rate. Russell is probably the one that takes the big bump. He's up to 26 Rui is right at 20. I'm guessing we have props since LeBron's just been out and this isn't, there's no like ambiguity for it. So AD's points prop is 27 and a half. Got it. Russell is at 19. Got it. Reeves at 17. Got it. Torian Prince at 10 and a half. Close enough. 
Yeah, uh, I did. It's, it was just, it's just funny to see Duquesne be listed among like all of those other teams. Okay, so I like the I like those rates. I'm assuming the assist rate for somebody changes pretty dramatically. Yeah, big time assist rate bump to D'Angelo Russell. His assist prop is seven and a half. Okay, so I went a little high there. If I'm LeBron's son, I would just do whatever I wanted to do that made me happy because I would have the ability to do anything I wanted in any form or fashion. Basketball, football, chess. I wouldn't give a shit. I would just play. I would do the thing that made me the happiest because there's no reason he can't do that. Those kids have the world by the balls. Right, Austin Reeves assist rate jumps to 7.8. So nothing too crazy there. ADs does actually bump a bit. Nobody else really does. Rebounding change for AD? No. Curious to hear what you think about KD's comments, which are why he shouldn't be in the GOAT conversation. Uh, I mean, he should just be in the GOAT conversation. He's one of the... I'm going to be very generic quickly. 20 best basketball players ever. I haven't thought about it, but uh, he should be in the GOAT conversation. I mean, if we're talking like goat goat, then he shouldn't be. There's only four dudes in that conversation, I guess. If we're talking the actual goat, there are only four names that you can bring up. That's it. Four. And I bet chat won't even get that right. <laughs> but it's four. And if one of y'all name the one that's not supposed to be there, um, you're just leaving chat permanently. Donnie, no, you did it wrong right out of the gate. I knew somebody would. Any of y'all idiots naming Kobe Bryant need to stop ever following basketball. All of you. All of you. Everyone naming Kobe you you have completely removed yourself from the knowledge of basketball. Please stop. Tyler Richardson, congratulations. You got it. Any y'all naming Kobe, you're out of control. Michael Jordan, LeBron James, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Bill Russell. They are the only options for GOAT. Kobe might be top seven sexual assaulter in uh, Denver. Yeah, I said it. I don't care. Look, 
Kobe is obviously a Hall of Fame level basketball player, but he is unquestionably like the most overrated basketball player that's ever existed. People just brush all of like the non the Kobe bullshit under the rug. Nobody's like, oh, you remember that day that Kobe went on Stephen A. Smith and demanded a trade to get out of L.A. and said he wouldn't go back and play there? Like, that happened, and no one cares. If Lebr People talk about the decision every day. <laughs> but they are the only four names that are on the GOAT discussion. They are the only four names that I believe you can put on the Mount Rushmore of the NBA. They're the only options. All right, let's finish off this rotation for the Clippers. Let's have some fun with it. Got to take a couple minutes off of Norm Powell. We'll go 36 to Harden. Told you guys, when Chandra speaks, you know it's the opposite of whatever the truth is. All right, Lakers. Woo. So much value on the Lakers today. 6,500 for D'Angelo Russell. Thirty-seven hundred for Rui. That one right there is a problem. I gotta take a minute off of him. At least for right now. I'm gonna throw that minute onto Austin Reeves and get him to thirty-three. But Russell, Rui, Reeves at fifty-eight hundred, AD at ten-two. Christian Wood at 3,400 is like a thing we probably have to have a conversation about. And trust me, I go way back with Kobe. I saw that man play in high school. I go way, way back. But no, it's not, it's not the same thing. It's just not the same thing. The only person that has any tie to this, if you want to try to swap out one of the four people that I mentioned, is Wilt Chamberlain. I just don't think that I can do that. I have to put Russell ahead of Wilt. But Wilt would be the other guy. But... You grab LeBron, you grab Michael Jordan, you grab Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and you're covering, you're covering the three areas of basketball with the right people. 
I'll take the titles of Russell. If everybody wants to crank over their titles, I'll take the titles of Russell. I mean, Brandon, he, he, he was overrated. You can be overrated and still be awesome at the same time. Like, if you're the 20th best player in the history of the NBA, but people all think you're third, then you're overrated. It doesn't make you not good. I don't want to undermine Kobe, but he is overrated in the ranking of basketball players. Let's run some crunches. I think I lit chat on fire enough. What do y'all say? We want to look at some optimals on DraftKings and FanDuel and then get out of here? I didn't go over the Clippers. That's a great point. Let's do that. I didn't go over the Clippers because it's the same thing every time. It's hard to break down the Clippers because they're so... It's just play Paul George, play James Harden, play Kawhi Leonard. You know, play Mason Plumley if you're looking for value. The Clippers are just the Clippers. Harden, Leonard, George, Mason Plumley. I'm having trouble like doing anything. I just watch and chat and melt. All right, here we go. DraftKings Optimals. Chat, I love you guys. Hit the like button, by the way. Love having you here. Fun debate. Fun morning. Two seventy six point one is the optimal. Colin Sexton, Austin Reeves, Rui Hachimura, Simone Fontecchio, Nick Claxton, D'Angelo Russell, Anthony Davis, and Chet Holmgren. I like it. I like it. D'Angelo Russell in ninety six percent. Rui in 92%, Colin Sexton and Austin Reeves in the 80s, Chet in the 70s. <laughs> like I said, everybody, you never have to read what he says. It's always terrible. 
It's always the next level dumbest stuff ever. LeBron James on the Heat might be the best version of basketball player that has ever existed in the history of basketball. That is some next level stupidity. I love it. I love it. Does that just come naturally? Because I don't think you're a troll. I think it just comes naturally to have the wrong thoughts. Which is it's incredible. Like, I know how it feels to wake up and be right all the time. I can't imagine what it's like to be wrong and just have to convince yourself that you're right. That's got to be nuts. That's got to be so hard. Guys, we can't do the, these guys didn't play against anybody good thing. I'm not, like, if you want to go ahead and drop LeBron James into 1965, he's going to look like a monster playing in that league. It, it, like, you, you just have to evaluate against the people that they were there against. That's the best thing that you can do. We can't compare, D, like, we can't compare Wilt Chamberlain and LeBron James. They don't. We're not. We're not talking about the same thing. It's like comparing LeBron James to Sue Bird. It's like we're, it's a different sport. Dude, I'm not even sure Dwayne Wade thinks he was better than LeBron James. That's, that's such a preposterous take. All right, we slapped randomness. It's actually pretty flat at the top. It's it's Rui, it's Russell, it's Sexton, it's Reeves. Chet really popping for me here, but I guess that's a Portland matchup for you. Um, Dinwiddie honestly looks okay because of that price tag. Fontecchio has value. Mason Plumlee has value. This isn't a bad slate right now. I kind of like it. And we don't have a ton of news to like hang out there. Hey, do you guys remember that game where Kobe Bryant was on the floor and just refused to shoot? Remember that? Yeah. Great guy. Great guy. Just you know what? I'm not gonna I'm not gonna participate with the team today. Gotta make a point. Really show them. But you know, we ignore that. They're just like, how did LeBron James lose in the finals? <laughs> Craziness. Imagine if LeBron James just showed up and did, like basically told everybody he wasn't gonna shoot. Insanity. 293.42, that's the optimal on FanDuel. D'Angelo Russell, Jamal Murray, Lou Dort, Herb Jones, Kawhi Leonard, Austin Reeves, Rui Hachimura, Zion Williamson, and Nick Claxton. Hundred percent to D'Angelo Russell, hundred percent to Austin Reeves. You get Murray and Kawhi in the 80s, Rui in the 70s, Dort, Zion, Herb in the 60s, and Chet in the 50s. Finally, randomness. Best options on FanDuel. 
before I set you guys free. Oh, Ross. Whew. Whew. Even I didn't do that one. <laughs> we all have a personal bias, but at the same time, I don't care about any of these people. <laughs> I don't, like, it's not like my life changes based on who's right. Like, I don't know these guys. Austin Reeves, D'Angelo Russell, Herb Jones, Rui Hachimura, Lou Dort. Your top five on FanDuel for today. We had some fun. We took a five-gamer for an hour and uh, 20 minutes. And we uh, we lit it on fire on the end, man. That's good stuff. Yeah. But it's... It's not even up for debate. You, you guys really want to have this one lit on fire? You can't even put Kobe ahead of Steph. How's that? Let's do that one. He's not even ahead of Steph. This was fun, guys. Good Tuesday. Prize Picks video is coming out in a bit. Contenders video is coming out in a bit. Strategy show this morning. I think I'm with Laffy today. But we'll have some fun. We'll have some fun. I love it. I love it. I'll talk to you guys later. This was the process. Have fun, everybody. Let's bring this all back up again tomorrow.